Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, this episode is sponsored by Herd App Marketing. Now, you've heard us talk about the Herd App Media team and all the reasons we chose to work with them and how far the Hollywood Raw podcast has come in the last few months with much more in the pipeline that we're very excited about. But Herd App Media is only one part of the Herd App organization. Let us say one of the reasons we chose Herd App, it was their reputation as one of the premier search engine optimization agencies out there. Search optimization, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the practice of optimizing your uh, website, podcast, YouTube views, or anything else to be found that's highest possible in the Google search results. Herd App Marketing serves the marketing needs of companies of all sizes, from mom and pop shops to S&P 500 corporations. They work with nearly 3,000 business locations in 43 states, and this was the tipping point in the decision for the Hollywood Raw. So we knew that growing Hollywood Raw meant partnering with a media company that also had a full marketing arm, and that's what Herd App Marketing brings to the table. So Herd App Marketing is not just SEO. They are a full-service marketing agency with literally every service under one roof. There is nothing outsourced to partners like a lot of the other big agencies do. And we mean everything, social media marketing, web design, content marketing, video production, branding, creative, SEO, SEM, local SEO, all the SE whatevers. They have the team in-house to meet your needs and ours. Yeah, that's why you see our TikTok blowing up. Uh, We are getting ready to launch a whole new website, and they are the power behind the new stories that we found on our website. They literally do it all for us. And they can do the same for you. So if you have a company that needs more customers or know somebody who needs new customers, you know by now that the internet is where you're going to find them. And Herd App Marketing is the company that will get you found more often than your competition. Online at herdatmarketing.com. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T marketing.com. Or give them a call at 877-662-4443. Backstage at Sweet Stock, we're here at the Brian McFade, and what's up? Buddy? What's up, man? Dex, good to see you, you guys. This is legit. Yeah, we got. You're the <laughs> you're the only ones here at Sweet Stock in Nebraska. Well, we're not technically in Iowa. That has a trailer. Yeah, you, Wait, like, ta- I mean, you guys are like the celebs. So I'm like, I'm like, so I went up to one of your guys. I was like, it's in my rider. I'm supposed to get. Uh, white claws. Yeah. <laughs> and y- y- y'all have alcohol. So I was like, we got um, alcohol, the trailer, we got everything. I start getting the shakes at 4.30. It's 4.42. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for like helping me out. I appreciate course, y'all. Dude, we're here for you. It's interesting, man. So what's going on with you? Obviously, this has got to be pretty cool. There's tons of you know groups that you kind of grew up with that you started with in your when we, you started the entertainment industry. So when I with your career, yeah, I, I mean, I started on radio and then I, I got into TV, um, doing uh, MTV, yeah, uh, TRL and all that stuff. And I, I came up with all these guys that are here, except for like CNC Music Factory. But I grew up wa- like watching sure. them. Man, I learned how to dance. <laughs> I had dookies and hammer pants and like just <laughs> standing in front of like downtown Julie Brown. And my sister would come in, she's like, oh. "When are you gonna be done in here?" Because the whole entire like floor would shake. So yeah, I was trying to like. You can hear right now, fours, take a breath and go for yours. <laughs> Who are you most excited to see when you're here? Um, you know all these Chris, people. Chris, so. I, th- I think Chris, uh, Mark McGrath, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC, because we, we all used to all hang out, you know, and like Chris was like, NSYNC were like brothers. I mean, I felt like it, sometimes I was like the sixth member of, 
of like in sync and um and mark i've known mark since i was a dj so like seeing him and he's like can yeah. we say he's the nicest guy in like sweetheart the entire entertainment industry and one of the best historians of music <laughs> i mean the stuff he knows about music is yeah. just incredible and you guys worked on extra together yeah um yeah so mark was hosting extra and i was doing extra weekends but we crossed paths then. But it was weird because he always he used to always say to me, I was like, there's no way. So what you want to do? And he goes, he's like, man, you know how he talks. Yeah. Kind of grovelly voice. He's like, man, I've, I've always wanted to be a host. I've always wanted to do what you're doing. I was like, you're a rock star. Like, you, you've got the, the, the creme de la creme of, yeah. like, all jobs. This is, I want to be you. Yeah. Let's switch for, like, a week. And I just remember, like, every time we hung out, I was just like, can you just call my sister just say let her that. know you were saying. And you were talking about he's such a great historian. He's like, didn't he win, like, Celebrity Jeopardy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he won Celebrity Jeopardy. But the guy's it's like a USC grad, right? He, well, it's crazy because he's been on Stern, and I think he has, like, competitions when he would go against, like, Hank the, he was going, Hank the Drunken Dwarf or something. You can't, yeah, but it was just insane the amount of knowledge. I got a question for you. When you were doing MTV, who was the first artist that you really start to, like, you have all these relationships with artists. I love one, this question. But who was the first person you really start to have, like, a bond with? Okay, so my first interview ever um, was with Snoop Dogg. That's dope. I was scared out of my mind. So I, I came from K-Rock Radio with Howard Stern. Yeah. In New York, some of this baby, like, VJ with Frosted Tips, and I know rock music and country. I grew up in Nebraska, so I, I grew up country kid. And, and then, um, of course, I liked hip-hop because I was a white kid from the Midwest. So I was like, who didn't love hip-hop? Yeah. You know, we were trying to get my funk on. Um, <laughs> I, no, I never said that to Snoop. Um, so they, they're like, they didn't tell me. They want to throw me to the wolves, right? So they're like, they weren't going to tell me who was going to be on. So it was Snoop Dogg and the Eastsiders. And Snoop Dogg comes in. He's all crypt out, man. He's like wearing blue. Like, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, man. What a, I was so scared because a couple of years prior, he was just acquitted of murder. I'm like, I just hope I don't say anything wrong. He's going to kill me. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was Snoop, it was Snoop. Wait, so wait. They didn't give you any time to prep No, they gave, me, they gave me an hour and a half to prep. Um, but the reason why is because Snoop Dogg is notoriously late. Notoriously wow. late. So he comes in, and I remember Jane Sangster was the president of MTV at the time. And she's like, so excited. We're pulling for you, kid. And I'm like, this is my first interview. You're going to throw me to Snoop Dogg? I know nothing about Snoop Dogg other than Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm like, I, I'm, this is cool. So I, so he comes in. He's got blunts in his ears. Of takes course. one out, puts it in his pocket. And he's like, literally. So in my IFB, we're in the studio. Um, Lily Newmeyer, who um, is such a big wig now, uh, at MTV, she was my my go-to producer. She goes, Brian, and she's from Argentina. She said, Brian, they're telling me you should ask Snoop to take the joint out of his ear. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, now beads of sweat is coming down my <laughs> yeah. face, and I'm like, how do I ask Snoop Dogg? Like, can I have it? I go, hey, uh, <laughs> so so I go before we start. Uh, is it possible that you could just remove that uh, the, the joint that you had? I didn't see the other one. And takes it out and puts it in the other ear. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you could hear um, Lily go, thank you. And you could hear all the laughter coming from the control room. I'm like, you guys are doing this on purpose. And then he's just like, oh, we good? And I'm like, yeah, we're good. I could have been even more wider. And then he's like, it's good to see young cats like yourself coming up. And I'm like, thank you, Snoop. I really." And ever since then, we'll come back in. And he's like, I don't have it in my ear. you know. But yeah, that was like one. But 
but as far as bonding's concerned, like yeah, because you have, you were you know man. you continue to have all these relationships. But who's the one like? Because you are a fan of these people, and then all of a sudden you yeah. kind of like yeah, I'm a fan of you, but I'm also a friend now. But who's the first one like? You got their number, you start to hang out with, you start to. I think the guys from NSYNC. That's pretty. Honestly, yeah. It was because they were like the Beatles at the time. Yeah. And I'd never seen superstardom like that before. I, you know, I grew up watching, you know, these reruns called Brady Bunch. And I remember, like, they had, like, this one episode where, like, it was, like, Johnny Bravo or whoever it was, like, Greg Brady. Yeah, was. yeah. And I, you know, watching this with my mom and, like, seeing what superstardom was, like, you know, fans sneaking into an elevator. And when I was hanging out with the guys from NSYNC, I would go to their hotels. And they all stay on the same floor, and these girls would literally do whatever they could just to get a glimpse of these guys and sneak up into, like, their hotel rooms. And I'm like, they're with me, you yeah. know? And, and it, these girls are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. They didn't know what to do or say because when they saw you, you were synonymous with screams because you did TRL. Sure. And so when they saw you, there was never any conversation. It was always like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they would scream until, like, you would leave. And, and I'm going, that sucked. And <laughs> it was yeah. the longest elevator ride but getting in. But those guys were... The, I mean, the epitome of cool. They were super humble. They, I liked them because they remind me of the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska, so you know these guys were. They all came from like you know they had different backgrounds. You had Joey from Brooklyn. If yeah, yeah. You, you got uh, CK from from uh, Orlando and 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 then Lance from Mississippi. Yeah, just good old boys, man. It was just a lot of fun. I always feel like someone like you. It's like you kind of you guys kind of came up together. Like, mm-hmm. they were just rising. I have that relationship with a few celebrities because, like, someone for me was, like, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, no paparazzi was going for Kevin Hart. And then all of a sudden, I was the only one going for Kevin Hart. Then Kevin Hart starts to get bigger, and then he still gives me the interview. And I just feel like we have that bond. Like, it's like, like so now when That's you see Chris. That's such a great question, man. Yeah, it was, so now it's like when you see Chris, it's like, man, we have that bond. Like, we came up together. And then part of it is, like, you were part of the reason of his success, you know? Like, you made we him look so- good. We tell stories, and you know this. Yeah, like, yeah. You guys know this. You've been around celebrities for the longest time, but we tell stories um, that we can only tell each other. Yeah. And it, and it's and it feels good. I was like, man, I can't because if I if I say it around like one of my you know buddies, well, or no just one else says, can relate to it. They right? can't relate to it. Then they're like, wow, what a douchebag. He's still reliving his glory years of frosted tips and MTV. But um, but you know, shit, the ride over here. Um, we <laughs> we talked to. Uh, um, we were talking about like I can't even tell the story because I wish I could tell you the story. I can't, I can't tell you the story. But we, were, we, we I both feel went, like it's good. We, it's so good. He goes, "Did I have my clothes on?" I'm like, "That's all I can say." Ah, <laughs> so good. What do you look back on as like your fondest like thing about MTV, whether it's Spring Break or TRL or Dex, a moment on TRL? I got to meet Bono from YouTube. That's cool. And it was the coolest thing. We were in Cannes of all places, right? I, there's two people I wanted to meet. One was Bono, and, and I got to meet the other one. That was Robin Williams. And the only time I ever cried on the air when he died. We were in Cannes for a party, and then we went to Venice. But it was, Cannes was like some Amphar event that we went to, which was really cool. Uh, and then this fake prince, like, um, not prince, prince, the artist, prince, like this fake prince, like, uh, threw this big party in, in Cannes, and we were all at it. Like, it was, it was creme de la creme of, like, celebrities were there and I'm there. I'm like, this is crazy. So Bono was with the president of the United States, the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton, and um, Chris Tucker, and they all went to um, Africa for like this AIDS this AIDS event, and Bono wanted to come over. He came over to me. Bono himself came to me and was like, I'm Bono. I'm like, I'm like about to cry. Yeah, I like, know. <laughs> I know who you are. And he goes, he goes, I just want to, you know, I just want to say I would love to come on your show and, and talk about, like, my, my week with uh, 
um, uh, President Clinton and Chris Tucker, and I was like, I don't remember. This is the true story. I don't remember exactly what he was saying because all I kept looking at him going, you're motherfucking Bono. (laughs) (laughs) You're Bono. Yeah. And so this is back in the day. Like, we all had, like, digital cameras, but we didn't use our digital cameras because what were we going to upload it to your computer? So we just carried our, like, our yellow, like, disposable cameras. So me and Nikki, I was dating Nikki Hilton at the time, so I said, I said, I if, like if I, I get, I was Nikki Hill. That's, well, that's pretty what, dope. That, that's who I was there with, and and I said, if if you get me next to Bono, just take a bunch of pictures. So there's there's me trying to look smart, talking to Bono. I got my, my arms crossed, and I'm like looking at him. I'm like, I still have no idea what we talked about. All I remember is that he. I got him on TRL. So, <laughs> Bono, Bono could have walked to, to the studios and be like, I want to be on. And we'd been like, please, come please in. come in. Do, do you feel like that was the moment you're like, fuck, I've made it. Like, I've like made it in my career when Bono's coming up to introduce himself to me. Um, Yeah, that and like when I'm at the grocery store with my son when Dane was like eight or nine. And and like this lady comes up to me and she goes, and I thought it was kind of funny. It was cute. But it made me feel really old. And she goes, I grew up watching your dad. And she looked like she was like 20 years older than me. <laughs> She's like, I grew up watching your dad. And he goes, you're so old, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. Were you crushing it with women at that time? Or were you dating? Or were I you, was, like, because were people going nuts for you, like the girlfriend sync? Um, we, it was, because prior to that, I was busy, like, being a DJ. I was on the radio, and, and I didn't have a, really a social life. So when I got to MTV, I was like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that I didn't have fun. It was a great yeah. time. That's how Dane was created. It was a weekend of bliss. Then I got the phone call, like, a month later, and I'm like, do you want to move in? <laughs> wow. and, and it was, yeah, it was like two months later. <laughs> and so you just, we got to know each other, like, through um, going through a pregnancy. Yeah. It was, but it turned out to be, like, the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. And wow. her, too. I mean, and then what was it like from before MTV, then you're on MTV, like, just your recognition level? Did you just walk down the street and people are going crazy? It would, MTV was, I mean, you talk about the apex of... Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nuts. Um, I would say, like, even coming back home to Nebraska, Christmas time, second year, two, th- third year, um, I went to the mall thinking I could go Christmas shopping because that's really the only time I had. And they had to shut down part of the mall. Wow. And I remember being holed up in a radio shack, and the guy's like, you got to leave, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my frosted tips were, like, tight. Like, I thought it was so cool. Um, then they took me the back and then all the kids found out where I was back there and they had security like yeah it was pretty that's nuts who, who was the most uncomfortable interview you had for MTV oh my god At, that's a good question too I like this show yeah, um, <laughs> yeah now you want to be cool I'm going to put out some of you mother hummers on blast yeah. um, uh, I don't know if they were uncomfortable not being a dick but it was like uh, it's just we've not going the, we've had uncomfortable yeah. it's not going the way you want it to be maybe it was just some weird I remember vibe. somebody I won't even say their names I remember somebody I was doing I remember doing radio and somebody was like was touring Chemical Brothers um, they were <laughs> <laughs> um and they were trying to fall asleep on on the show. They had their heads down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and you're just, like, just like, just give so me, I, give me five minutes. I kicked guys. him out of the studio. Oh really? really? I I thought it was cool. And that was at um, K Rock. Yeah. Because yeah, K Rock, you were, 
I was altar boy on the, on the yeah yeah yeah. The so it was because Stern was at the corner at the end of the hall, and then Booker and like you guys was just the right. Booker and Kane and so you are right across from like the Howard Stern kick. green room. Yeah. yeah yeah, it was great because yeah, I yeah. would sit where Robin would sit to put her makeup on. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Those yeah, and that's really where I got my bones because I I would do the night show with Kane as altar boy. Yeah, that was my name on the on the on the radio was altar boy, and then um, I would do the overnight. Just so I could learn how to do this. Yeah. And it was like, I would do like double shifts. So I would do six to 10, have to produce this show. Like I worked for four hours prior to that. So like from two to 6 a.m. So 2 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. I had, when I said no social life, yeah. no social life. But I, I was making money. I was like 22. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then MTV it, happened. And But how did you get MTV? Did they see you? They're um, like, oh, it's a good looking guy. He's young. He'd be good. But how did that happen? Another great question. Um, I I was um, I was on. God, it was. Uh, I was doing, I was doing a weekend shift on K Rock, and this woman named Tara Flanagan or Tara Flanagan uh-huh. was a scout for VH1. So she she's like, watching. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. so Tara, like she literally got my start because she saw my picture on the K Rock website. Thank God for Al Gore and the internet. Yeah. He invented the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, th- this was like 1998, and uh, Al Gore, or Al Gore, but Tara Flanagan heard the show, and she's like, she's like, I looked your picture, like looked you up. You look like a baby, and I was like, ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. she's like, I work for VH1, but I think you'd be great for MTV, and I didn't think anything would happen with that. She called up the studio line. Or just like the hotline, or not the hotline, but the like the request line, and I just didn't think anything was going to happen with that. So like a couple months later, I get a, I go home. I couldn't afford a cell phone because I was living in New York, um, and this is like you know, it was pagers or a big old flip phone, you know, yep. the brick. So I went home to my answering machine, and and I had like two messages. One wasn't my girlfriend. Um, it was uh, Kane. <laughs> Like doing a Beavis and Butt impression. He's like, yeah. uh, so like, when are you coming in? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like talking to the machine. And the other one was from Rod Asa saying, Rod Asa from MTV. And yeah. he goes, I'm Rod Asa from MTV. I'm calling for Alter Boy. I'm not quite sure if this is your name. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's really uncomfortable saying your name. <laughs> um, please give me a call back. I am a director of talent at MTV. So I called him back and he said, how would you like to come in and audition for a game show called Web Riot? Web Riot, yeah. The very first inter- it was the first interactive game show on MTV. So I did it. Yeah. And, so cool. Um, I did the pilot for it, called all my friends. I'm like, I'm going to be on MTV. And they're like, really? When? And I go, Soon. I just did a pilot. I didn't realize that you, d- you don't get picked up. <laughs> yeah. You do the pilot. So I got a phone call in 1999. It was like July of 99. And it was from Rod saying, got good news, got bad news. Good news is um, the pilot got picked up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So we're going to start soon. Yes, uh, the show begins in October. The bad news is you're not going to be the host. <laughs> and I was like, Amit oh. Zappa. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, such sense. a great yeah, guy. He was great. Right? Yeah. Um, so he, he and I'm like. Why is this good news and bad news? Like, why would you even tell me this? Like, I was about to cry. And I was like, my friends think I'm a liar. I was going to be on MTV. Um, and he goes, uh, but there's other, there's a, we have some other news for you. We want you to come in to read for Jane Sangster and Judy McGrath for the new position at MTV News. And I was like, you mean like 10 of the hour every hour? And they're like, yes. Very cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. So the next day I went in and auditioned for it, and I got it. That's so cool. And I was like. Hi, I'm Brian McFadden with MTV News. That's the news for now. Stay tuned for more news at 10 of the hour, every hour, yeah. right here on, on MTV. MTV. Oh, yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was so great. I thought it was like the cool, I practiced that 
like with my frosted tips yeah. every day, and I'm like, and I was trying to be like Kurt Loder because he was always so oh, serious. Monotone. Yeah, and I was like, right here on MTV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I That's so weird. And it was like the weirdest thing ever. And I'm like, this is the, the coolest gig you could ever have. I just sit in this chair. So when you're reporting MTV News, <laughs> did you have to actually write the the script, or did yeah. you? Oh, you had to you write had to the learn script. Copy. I was like, I'm not a journalist. Oh, they didn't yeah. just give it to you. No. So they would give you the story, but you had to write the script. Oh. So they tell you like what you're doing. So and, you did, and you had to so what, you what 45 seconds. Voice? My voice, yeah, gotcha. which was great, but it was a lot of like bro humor and like a lot of like frat humor and yeah. So I remember like they had this guy named Richard. Uh, God, what was his name? Rick. Rick something. Oh, he's such a great guy, but he was like hardcore like journalist he was yeah he was hard news guy and he's just like i can't work with them you know he like he was so honest with me and i was like i go i'm not i go i'm just not that guy and i remember they were going let them you know let him you know lily was my uh lily newmeyer again she's amazing uh she's from argentina she's like let him speak in his own voice and and i was like yeah let me speak my own voice that's more authentic that way. rick jacobson yeah. is his name he was a really talented guy yeah, he was awesome um but i remember him like he's just like no Kurt Loader. <laughs> dude, I feel like we could keep you all here. Oh, my God, yeah. But thank you for having me. No, thanks yeah, for coming on. Great, Stop dude. by. You guys are yeah, awesome. Yeah, this is great, man. I appreciate it. A Huda Media Production.